speak primarily, um, I, I'm going to be giving you a, an update on the Thrive Church vision. Um, I don't think I'll be able to separate that entirely from from preaching the word of God and, and coming out, going after some things that are in my heart. But, but uh, I want to definitely give you uh, an update on what's been going on. Uh, we've got a lot of things happening. We're really in a major season of transition and change. Um, you might remember that when Pastor Earl was here last time, that's what he spoke over us. He's like, change for you, that's going to be like always. That's going to be always happening. And uh, yeah, he's right. So, um, of course, I promised over the last couple of weeks, I promised to let you all know what our plans are for where we'll be meeting after our time here in this facility uh, comes, to, comes to an end. Um, and I'm going to stay true to my promise, so I'm going to be telling you about that today. Um, but um, to do that, I want to, we've prepared a short video. This, this stand is going to make me dizzy by the time I'm done. It's like... Hello. Okay, so we prepared a short video to kind of highlight some of the changes that are happening. So um, you guys ready with the video back there? All right, take a look. All along this journey, we've been asking the Lord to show us uh, exactly what this church planting was going to look like. Um, we've been looking for the right expression. We know we've changed our name and we've We've made some modifications, but ultimately we've known there was a planting coming, that there was going to be a time when we were finding a new facility. And we've been looking, we've been asking and praying into that. Um, and we feel that right now we're looking for a temporary location. But one of the things that God spoke to me uh, recently was that we were called to be a house of encounter. And we've come to realize that that's actually not just to be a house of encounter, but we needed to have a house that was going to be a house of encounter. And so we have purchased a house and we're gonna be showing that to you later. There's so much that God wants to do. Uh, and this, this process of planting is really taking us back to the very beginning, taking us back to some of the root things that have started that were in his heart from the very beginning. Uh, and, and it's gonna actually be carrying the full weight of his presence and his goodness for our city. We're gonna be a people that bring transformation to Puyallup. And I'm so excited for what that's gonna look like. So we're standing here and we're just one house off of West Pioneer Avenue in downtown Puyallup. And this is the house that we've purchased. And this is the house where we're going to have our, our, our offices. We're going to have our, our place for, for midweek gatherings and prayer gatherings and uh, small groups and, uh, and so many uh, different opportunities. But there's so much more to this house as we got into uh, this project and started looking at this, God began to show us that this house is so much more than just a house for our offices. It's going to be a place of unconventional ministry. It's going to be a hub of activity for our church. It's going to be an amazing place of healing and transformation for people. It's going to be a great opportunity for us developing community and family and seeing people's lives restored. There's so many possibilities. There's so many ideas for how God's going to use this place for his kingdom and for his glory. Come on in, let's take a look at the rest of the house.
appreciate Rob and Helen doing all the video editing. I, I, I don't know how they got the, the computer-generated graphics that they got for me dancing, because I don't think that was me. But, um... <laughs> you could have resisted. You, you just chose not to resist. So... <laughs> That's all right. I figure if we're going to be laughing, laughing at me is a good place to start, so I'm happy with that. All right. The house that you just saw, the Thrive Ministry Center, uh, it's currently undergoing significant renovation. You could probably tell that by all the, the, the pictures um, and the video there. Uh, we've hired a contractor to handle that renovation for us, although there are a few things that, that we're going to be doing ourselves. Uh, so if you're interested in helping I'm the guy to talk to, so I, I have lots of little projects that we are going to be doing. Um, most of that is towards the end of the project, and that project is slated uh, for completion uh, right around June 22nd or 23rd. Um, that's currently the plan. We all get the fact that construction kind of doesn't always go according to plan, but that's the, that's the current timeline is to be finished by around the 22nd of June. Um, so uh, I, some of you guys have already seen it. We've had a big crew. I uh, really appreciate the guys that were, that were with me the last week uh, doing a lot of the demo work, taking out the, the, the old carpets and uh, ca uh, countertops. And, oh, my gosh, it was a lot of work, but it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Chris Polite and uh, Chris and Joseph were trying to, they were in the bathroom scraping off old uh, vinyl that was in the bathroom. And this house is built in 1950. And so there were like three layers of vinyl in there. Um, and the, 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 the very first layer, the one that was from 1950, they used glue on that that they expected to never, ever take off. So, I mean, it was like I spent like five minutes working where they spent like 45 minutes to an hour working. And I, I got a blister on my hand. And I, it was like, this is crazy. But, um, yeah, we, it, it's, that's already fixed, by the way. We've got new floors in that bathroom right now already, some tile in there. Um, we've got new countertops that just went in yesterday, uh, some nice, beautiful quartz countertops that are going to be great. So it's going to be a wonderful place. Um, the, uh, like I mentioned, we're, we're scheduled to be finished by around June 22nd, 23rd. And then what we've done is we've um, tentatively, we've scheduled an open house, uh, church barbecue, and we're also going to be inviting some of our regional friends to come and join us and be a part of the big open house on Sunday, July the 1st. So that's our, that's our tentative plan. That's obviously if we get everything done uh, by, uh, by the schedule, then we should be able to have a big open house and have everybody over and, and, and have a big party. So that's, uh, that's what we're planning. So put that on your calendars and we'll keep you updated on that. Um, so uh, that'd be awesome. I'm seriously going to have to get a different stand. I'm like, every time I look down, it's like, whoa, I'm seasick here. <laughs> All right. So um, the video may have answered some of your questions, but probably, if I know how these things work, it probably created a lot, a lot of questions. Thank you, Dave, as well. So um, if you have questions, thank you. If you have questions, I'd love to hear them. Um, 
come and, uh, come and see me after church, talk to me uh, anytime, uh, any one of our team members. Now, we don't guarantee that we'll have the answer to your question, but uh, if you may be asking a question that we have already asked and we've started to think about, um, or you may be having a question that we've never even thought of, so it'll be a really good time to ask us so we can start thinking about what are we going to do about that. Okay, so um, we'd love to chat with you, so uh, please, uh, please contact us. Uh, email me, call me. I'd love to chat with you. This morning, I am going to attempt to answer some of the questions that I thought you might have, um, but, I, but I can imagine that I, I will miss some that, that you'll have, so really do take advantage of coming and seeing us and, and talking to us about some stuff. But some of you have asked me regarding, regarding this house that we've purchased, um, are we going to be having our Sunday services there? Um, are we, are we going to do that? And the answer to that question is no, we're not planning. Uh, that's not our intention for this facility at all to have our Sunday services at the house. Um, just for the, the things that we currently need as a church and what we're aiming at. That's not, um, the house doesn't really meet those needs. But uh, so just answering that question, how many had that question? Okay, nobody had that question. Sierra had that question. It's awesome. So I answered a question that nobody except Sierra was asking. But no, we're not intending to use the Thrive Ministry Center for our regular Sunday gatherings, but there are a lot of things that we've been talking about for what we will use that house for. Uh, some of it I mentioned, uh, some of them I, I didn't mention. Um, I'd love to give you a tour. If you want to see the, the house, contact me and we'll make a time. I'll take you through it um, and we'll, we'll check it out and you can hear my ideas about how we're going to use it. Here's the, here's the thing. Um, one of the things that, um, this is actually kind of a funny, funny uh, um, memory, but I, I, I was, we were talking at home about this, this house, and one of the kids asked me, and so, like, Dad, what are you going to do with the house in about 10 years? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what I'll do with the house in 10 years. And kind of the, the thought that I was having was, th was this, was um, when I, like, when I bought the house that Angie and I live in with our family, we didn't think, like, what are we going to do 10 years from now? We weren't thinking about, like, what are we going to do, like, what year did we move in? In 2000. So we weren't thinking, like, 2015. Now, what are we going to do then? And starting to, to really worry about, like, how we, you know, before we figure out what we're going to do, we better know what we're doing in 2015. How many know we just don't need to think that way? Because, first of all, we, we can trust that God is really good. He's going to show us what we need to do. Uh, there's so many possibilities for that future. I mean, obviously for the, the house specifically, um, it is now an asset of Thrive Church, which means that uh, if we wanted to, we could sell that house and use the proceeds for whatever other thing that God is pointing us to in, in that season. Um, I don't know if that's where we're, what's going to happen or not, but... But uh, that's something that could happen. We could use it as a rental. Now, uh, we're thinking of, like, what happens when we, we move into our permanent facility where our offices exist and we have the space for all the different ministries that we have going on. Obviously, we could use the house for still whatever we would want to. So um, the good news is, is we get to hear from the Holy Spirit then 
about what to do with it. We don't need to worry about that now. So um, maybe you're not worried about that, but someone in my house was worried about that, so I thought maybe you might be too. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't think they were worried. I, they were probably thinking that they could maybe move in there when they were a little older. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. I mentioned in the video that right now we're looking for a temporary location. And I wanted to just address that question because um, some of you might be wondering, like, what do you mean by temporary location? What I mean uh, really, really clearly, uh, what we're looking for is a, t a, a location that we will meet temporarily, <laughs> right? I mean, we're going to be renting it. We're not going to own this place. It's going to be something that we'll probably rent on a, a Sunday by Sunday basis. We'll probably have a long-term uh, contract for it, but we're, we're only going to utilize that facility on Sundays. In other words, we wouldn't have access to it during the week. It's also one of the reasons for the house is because as a church, we're going to need a place to have things happening in the midweek uh, for us to be getting together, uh, having prayer gatherings, having small group meetings, having all sorts of different ministries happening in the middle of the week. Um, obviously, it's an office, uh, which I really, I really need. If I'm going to ever focus, I have to have a place where I can do that. Um, so we're, we're going to be doing that there. Um, but... Um, We'll be looking for a, a temporary location. Now, we're, we already are looking uh, for that, and we found a few that are interesting to us right now. I don't have anything to report. Like, this is what we think. I mean, I'm looking at schools and event centers and lots of different places. We've checked some things out, and we've got some irons in the fire in that regard, but no, no specific answers, but we're still we're pressing towards that. Um, some things that are important to us in, in that regard are... Um, um, that, uh, sorry, I'm lost in my notes here. Um, the location actually is something that's become really important. One of the things that is really interesting, I don't even know how to describe how this happened, but for Angie and I, we've just been, we've been really kind of going back to our roots and like, what is it that's really important to us? Where do we want to be? And, and it was very, it was very curious because we'd be driving around Puyallup and, uh, um, Puyallup's not that big. I mean, it's, it's a good, good sized city, but we're not, it's not huge. And every time we would cross over into the, on the, onto the Eastern, uh, excuse me, the, yeah, the Eastern side, we'd cross Meridian and go towards, out towards Sumner on the East side of Puyallup. Something just wasn't feeling right. And we're like, I don't like it over here. I don't, I just kind of like really honestly for me personally, I don't know how Angie experienced it, but it was like, Oh, I so like this feeling. And so I think the, the Lord was really just kind of helping us identify where we want to be. And we want to be, just so you're aware, we want to be west of Meridian. Um, and uh, in the 98371 zip code is something that's like, that's, that's where we're looking. Um, so um, anyway, and that's, we're going to, we're going to really attempt to stay there both uh, in our search for a temporary location and in our search for a permanent location. So um, thought you'd want to know that. So I'm telling you, right? Um, some other things that are important to us, uh, obviously, uh, in addition to having a large enough area for us to use as a sanctuary and to, to grow and to 
to, to bring some more people in, uh, is that we want to make sure that we have space, uh, spaces for our Thrive Kids ministry. That's, that's really important to us because uh, we really, our, our target, our aim is to reach families uh, specifically that have school-aged children. And so ministering to the, the kids is something that's super important to us. So we're making sure that as we look for space, we're looking for space that has uh, at least two rooms that are additional to the sanctuary, but uh, could be more than two, could be up to, f- to four or whatever. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of different age groups from babies all the way through like age 12 uh, that we want to have uh, an opportunity to minister to them on Sunday outside of our normal Sunday uh, service area and, and in this sanctuary space. So Anyway, um, just letting you know. So if you have ideas about where we could be meeting, I um, just wanted to kind of throw out some of the parameters, some of the things that we're looking for. Uh, if you have some ideas, let me know. I would be very interested. Uh, we are following up on several leads already. Um, and we're going to continue to do that till we find where we're going. <laughs> Does that sound good? All right. Uh, permanent space. We are still looking for uh, that, that facility that will be our new home, uh, like permanently. That's where we're gonna, that's where we're gonna live. That's where we're gonna have our, our services uh, for long term. Uh, but I feel like uh, what what was uh, highlighted to me is that it's just a longer project than what I really thought originally. Uh, it's a bigger deal. Um, honest, honestly, um, part of the reason is because I've really been challenged by the Lord not to settle. Um, we were looking at a building. Um, Early on, this has been uh, several months since we since we first looked in this building. But uh, we were looking at this building, and um, you know we could see like the space could could work. You know we we get in there and we're like, oh, that sanctuary could probably be about the same size as what we have now, and the kids' space would be similar, same size of what we had now, and. and the, so here's what would happen is I would I, I'd actually like be talking with some of my uh, friends, some of my people that I trust that have kind of prophetic insights, and I, I kind of lean on them for a lot of different things. And I would I would talk with them, and maybe they'd ask me the question that all of you asked me, like, so where are you going? What's happening with the vision? And I would tell them, well, we're looking at a building, and um, and I'd kind of give them some of the details, and then it, it was it was crazy, what what would happen. I'm not joking. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. Some of them, some of them would, would give me feedback like, well, I'm really glad that you're not thinking of that one. And I just told them that we were thinking of that. Like, so they're like, I'm really glad that you're, you've decided not to go for that. I'm like, thank you. Um, me too. Me too. Another conversation, this is no joke. This is absolutely what happened. I was talking with... Um, with, with Pastor Dwayne Wolf, and he's, he's someone that I have just uh, been pursuing kind of as a, he's a mentor for me, and um, he and his wife, Joel, they planted their church 27 years ago, and uh, they've grown it to an amazing ministry over in Fife, and I just have a lot of honor and respect for them. Um, but anyway, I've been kind of pursuing him as a mentor, and um, I was sitting with him. I was having coffee uh, right up at the Starbucks up here by Fred Meyer, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling him the same thing. It's just like we're looking at this building and et cetera, you know, this is, what, this is what it would look like. And he completely ignored it. 
like it didn't even exist. And he started telling me about what he thought like I should do. Well, this is what I think you should do. And he like completely ignored the building that I was like, we were looking at this building. Because I'd been, we've been praying, and actually the prayer of our heart, the cry, uh, the, the prayer that Angie and I were praying was, God, we need a sign. We need a sign of what to do. This is like we could see it happening. We could see this being something that could work. But we just weren't feeling like solid about it. So we were asking the Lord for a sign. And I think that sign was the fact that all of my prophetic friends were like ignoring it and telling me that I, they were glad I wasn't thinking of it. So anyway, um, <laughs> So we're not looking for that. And one of the things that I really felt after we've kind of, we'd kind of come to that conclusion that that building was not going to be that place for us was that the Lord began to really speak to me and challenge me not to settle, um, not to think too small. It would be easy for us to look at the people that are in the room right now and say, well, we could actually get by with a smaller space, right? We could actually make do with something that isn't as big of uh, as what we had and I don't know about you but the question I'd be asking is then why the heck are we leaving <laughs> um, that's, a, that's another question for another time but um, ultimately we really felt like God began to highlight that we were gonna we were gonna need to go to a temporary solution um, holy cow the time is just flying um, I'll hurry um, that what we're looking at when we're talking about temporary um, we know that even if I found the perfect solution tomorrow for our permanent facility, most likely it's going to take at least a year before we can actually move into that building uh, because of just very logistical things like we'll have to have the city review process. We'll have to, which means meeting with uh, all the various departments of the city and addressing their concerns about parking and fire and uh, all the different things that are going to have to be addressed. Um, obviously, you have engineering uh, for any kind of renovations that we're making. We have to have to go through permitting processes and then the actual construction phase of, of getting things done. So um, uh, people have been telling me that have done this before, I better plan on at least a year once we find the facility. So. That's why we felt like we really need to, to have a temporary plan. Um, we are looking at some specific properties right now and dreaming about possibilities, but we know, number one, we know that God's got a perfect answer for us. He's got a perfect solution. So um, anyway, where am I going? We had, we had talked about the fact that here at this building, there's potential to extend our stay through October. And um, I want to just let you know right now that that's not my intention. Um, now, I, would, I might lean on that as a last-ditch uh, solution if we needed that. But I really feel like th that for us to not move forward, um, really to delay the planting that God has for us as a church can literally hinder our ability to fully become who we were called to become. And so um, I was reading these verses in Isaiah just the other day, and um, they were really highlighted to me. Isaiah 28, uh, and these, these are the verses, verses 24 through 26, if you're interested in writing that down. But it says this. It says, when a farmer pl uh, plows for planting, does he plow continually? Does he keep on breaking up and working the soil? When he has leveled the surface, 
Does he not sow caraway and scatter cumin? Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot, and spelt in its field? His God instructs him and teaches him the right way. <laughs> and I just, I just, what I saw in that was that um, God is not calling us to talk about planting and to till the soil over and over and over, but he is actually calling us to plant. There's a time when we, we, have to stop, we have to stop tilling the soil and we actually have to plant. And that's the, that's the season that I believe that we're in as a church right now is a season for planting. And uh, I think the soil's been turned over and broken up. It's time to plant. So we're making our plans to vacate this facility by the end of July. And uh, what that means is uh, this facility, we've had this facility for about 25 years. We've got all kinds of stuff that we've accumulated over 25 years. So you understand what I'm saying? So uh, we're planning some work parties. Um, uh, we got all kinds of questions. What are we keeping? Uh, where will we store everything we want to keep? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So we got a lot of that going on. One of the things is we've been um, just preparing. Uh, it's just been, honestly, a beautiful adventure. I wouldn't say comfortable. It's not comfortable. You know, it's like you go out and you're hiking and you see the beautiful things, but it's not like you're napping while you're doing that. And God has been so faithful to lead us. And, you know, as, um, sometimes it's like, Lord, but I don't know what's next. You know, I find myself anxious. Um, or just different times you just get... I don't know if it's attacked or whatever in your thoughts. It's like, God, you know, we've been praying and believing for miracles, you know, and this break, I mean, my cry has not lessened in that. If anything, it's increased. But I just hear the Lord saying, when I pause and I quiet myself, I hear the Lord saying, I've got you. I'm pleased with you. And I'm taking you somewhere. And just this week as John and I were talking I just kept having the sense of Abraham. And God says, I want you to set out, and I want you to go to a land where I will send you. And it's like, okay, you go. And, you know, he takes all of his household in that. And I'm like, Lord, we're doing that. I mean, and I just, you know, we all want more clarification. We all want more assurance in that. But God is saying, step out, partner with me in faith. You know, sow some seeds in faith. So I've been challenged in managing my own beliefs and that to reach for faith. You know, God, what do you have? What are my, what's my mind thinking about? You know, am I thinking that oh, let us out here and we're all just going to die and dry up and there's not going to be, or am I believing that God, you've got us, you've got great things for us. So I've just been um, sensing that and believing that. And I feel like God it's a little bit like working out in the gym, which I know very little about, so sorry. <laughs> My daughter-in-law is wonderful. Brittany is fantastic about, you know, the gym. But my faith. It's like I'm getting to choose right now. What am I going to believe? What am I going to focus on? And my beliefs um, make a difference. And it's just been good to, um, you know, be teaching my kids 
It's kind of different, um, you know, being a parent of young children for 20 years is different because um, I remember we were talking about, Justice did a video and we were talking about the house, the character in your house and what you build as a child matters. You know, and now I'm talking to my young kids, I'm telling Cadence, what you believe matters. What are you thinking about? You know, your thoughts matter. What you, you know, they, your thoughts become actions and all of that. So part of it, I'll let um, John come back and share, but it's just managing our beliefs and our hope and our faith that God's got good things for us. He's got a plan. He's got success. He's got breakthrough. And it's a grand adventure. I mean, we can smile and enjoy it. I mean, you know, we've all seen the kid that, eh, I don't want to go, and that. I'm like, well, that's always an option. We can complain about it, and we can be unhappy. Or we can say, God, I can't wait to see what you have in store for us. That was really good for being so impromptu. My apologies with the... It's cold. I've been fighting a little bit. I've been drinking a lot of water, so... <laughs> All right. Um, I was just kind of getting into the reality that we have a lot of work to do here at the building. And um, some of the ladies got started back in the kitchen on Friday and started packing some stuff up and going through some stuff that uh, just we need to, to give away, throw out. So we've got all kinds of questions that we're asking about our stuff and what we're going to be doing with it. So um, we've got those two work parties that we've scheduled that you saw in the announcement video um, really love it if really every one of you would plan to be a part of those. We can put women to work, kids to work, guys, of course, we can use your work uh, to do all, so many things that we're doing. Um, and it's just going to be a lot of work to get us moved out of this facility. So uh, just, we're, what we, we want to invite you into this journey with us to church plant. This is not, um, it's not my call to church plant. It's our call. You get to be a part. You guys, are, you guys are on the church planting team if you want to be. Uh, we're not making you be, but we sure invite you to be a part of that. So um, come be a part of that journey with us. I want to talk about for just a minute about why, and I am getting close to the finish line here today, but why are we planting a church in Puyallup? Um, our community doesn't need another place for people to come and sit for 60 to 90 minutes. There's lots of churches where the, the people can find that. Our church doesn't need, I mean, our, our community isn't needing that. Uh, God has commissioned us to a, to a work uh, in our city, in our region, and it's something that I'll, I'll, I'll give a few specifics about what it looks like. Um, the release of the supernatural is something that... It, is absolutely a part of our call. We're called to usher in the supernatural, usher in supernatural encounters uh, into every part of our city and our region. Um, we've received prophetic words about this as a church, like because we exist, the supernatural is, is released in our city. We kind of have the opportunity to be, to steward that. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that there are no other churches that care about the supernatural. There's a lot of them that do. I just know that we have a call here. And we also have a call uh, to pioneer. That's been something from the, from the very foundation of this church that we've carried is DNA of pioneering. Um, uh, pioneering. There's a pioneering spirit that's been vital, uh, not just to our church, but, you know, it's actually vital to our, our community 
That's something that's existed in Puyallup forever. Uh, uh, I found out recently that we have been known as a city that was a paradise for pioneers. Isn't that an interesting phrase? Uh, so uh, we're creating that opportunity again in our city to pioneer. We're going to be, we're called to pioneer uh, new territory, uh, called to build what's never been built. Are you following me? I mean, we're building what's never been built. So it, it's, it's, not a, it's not supposed to be a surprise that we're wrestling through what does it look like? Why do, what's, what is it going to, what are we going to be? How are we going to, what's the expression going to look like? The reason that it's difficult for us to define that is that it's something none of us have ever seen before because we're called to pioneer. You know, we don't need faith to do what's already been proven to be possible. What we need faith for is to do what everyone believes to be impossible. And so that's, that's a part of our pioneering uh, DNA that we're, that we're partnering with. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be pioneering new ministries, uh, new ways of ministering to people, to the youth of our city, to broken people. Uh, we're called to bring refreshing to people of our city healing, restoration, and hope wherever we find sickness, brokenness, and despair. You know, our, our mission statement is this. I've read it a lot over the last several months, but I'm going to read it again. Expanding God's kingdom by igniting transformation through vibrant growth uh, individually and globally. We are called to ignite transformation. That's what we're here for, igniting transformation. Uh, catalyst for change for growth, for expansion. Uh, I felt the Holy Spirit recalibrating me as a person, as a leader, back to mission, back to like this is what it's about, back to my commissioning, my purpose. And I also believe that he's recalibrating our church back to our mission, uh, back to the very beginning. Uh, you heard that phrase in the video, and it's something that the, actually the Holy Spirit spoke to me over a year ago when Solomon and the team from Bethel came up. We had... Um, remember, we had Chloe here, and we had uh, um, Tim and Alethea, yeah, were here ministering to us. And, and I was sitting right there, and the Holy Spirit says, go back to the very beginning. Back to the very beginning. So I've been, we've kind of been looking into what does that look like. And, and really, I believe that there's a, calib a recalibration that's happening to the mission. And, and not just to our mission statement, but to the ultimate mission of the church. What is it that we are supposed to be partnering with? Uh, and I think he's recalibrating us back uh, to that primary mission of the church. And I have these three scriptures that I'm going to read, and then we'll be done. Um, but these three scriptures, in my mind, these display the primary mission of the church. And it's going to have expression that we're going to partner with in our church and what we do because he's recalibrating us back to these things. Um, the first one is the Great Commission, found in Matthew 28. Uh, uh, verse 18 there says, uh, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age." So this is the commissioning of the church. This is after the resurrection, and, and Jesus is speaking to his apostles and his disciples, and he's saying, I've been given everything. All authority has been given to me. Therefore, you go. 
I have all the authority, therefore you go. Which means he's, he's commissioning us. He's sending the body of Christ. Go be in the authority. He's, he's releasing us with his authority to go and to do the things that he says here. Make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. And teach them the ways of, of the Father. Teach them what Jesus does. It says, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. <laughs> We're called to bring an instruction that shows the Father's heart to our city and our region. The second scripture is the sending of the 12. Uh, And this is found in Matthew chapter 10. There's other places that it's referenced to in the Gospels. But Matthew 10, and uh, I'll read just uh, three verses there. But it says, uh, these 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Uh, Skipping to verse 7, it says, as you go... Proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. To me, that's not just a a commissioning to the 12. This is a commissioning over the whole church. Do this. This is what the kingdom looks like. Go out and uh, proclaim this message. Preach, Preach the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven has come near. You can read Old Testament scriptures that, that, that say the kingdom is not yet to come. It's sealed up. It's, it's, it's prepared for another time. But when Jesus comes on the scene, and actually even as early as when John the Baptist begins to preach, he's preaching the message of the kingdom, and, he, and he's saying the kingdom has come near. Um, and what that means is that it's accessible. It's at hand. You can touch it. You can taste it. You can see it. So part of this here, we see following this up in verse 8. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out the demons. This is a picture of what it means to preach that message that the kingdom is at hand. It looks like this. Demonstrate it. This is what it means that the kingdom is here. These things happen. So um, I've heard Bill Johnson say this. He said, I don't know. Um, a lot of people want to know what, they're, what they're, their calling is. And he's like, your calling is to preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. And they're saying, no, but I want to know what my, uh, you know what, I want to know what my career is. And he's like, just pick one. Yeah. But make sure that in what you're doing in your career that you're also preaching the gospel, that you're, healing the sick, you're raising the dead. You're doing this because this is our primary mission. This is what we've all been called to do. And it all, it looks different on every single one of us, so I'm not trying to put us in some kind of a narrow box that it has to look like this. Uh, we have to all look like Todd White or we're not doing it right. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I am saying is that there needs to be an expression of the fact that we're called to the world around us. And this is where the third scripture comes into play here is um, the fact that the spirit of the Lord, this is in Luke uh, chapter 4, 18 and 19. And it says, the spirit of the Lord is on me. This is Jesus quoting the book of Isaiah. And he's, and he's, he's in the temple and he, and he reads this, this scripture. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to, and there are five things he mentions, He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim the freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. 
So you can, I, I imagine that all of us can find ourselves in those five things if we break it down and begin to understand it. I'm not going to get into that today. But the reality is this. The Spirit of the Lord was on Jesus to do something. Those five things is what he says that the Spirit of the Lord was on him for. What is the Spirit of the Lord on you for? What are you called to do? I guarantee you that if you read through all five of those things, none of it's about yourself. This is God calibrating, recalibrating us back to mission. He's saying none of what you're doing is, is about you. You're not called to just be, you know, to live a whole life. You're not called just to like have all your little ducks in a row and all of your life looking good in every part. I, I think we ought to live healthy lives. We ought, to have, uh, we ought to have wholeness throughout every aspect of our lives. I don't mean that that's not important. It really is. But the, the fact of the matter is this, that we're called to something and we're called to a people. There are people that are waiting for us to become who God's called us to become individually and corporately. There are people in our city that have not experienced the kingdom and need to experience, want to experience. They're longing for a king like Jesus, but they've never had the gospel presented to them. They've never heard the message the way that you preach it. Last week we were talking to our volunteers and we were training them, and I was telling them this one thing, and that is that the most important message that people hear on a Sunday morning is most likely not the message that I preach, but it's the message that you share out of your life. We are all called to preach. It doesn't have to look like standing behind a podium and holding a microphone. We're all called to bring the gospel. The Spirit of the Lord is on me too. What is that going to look like? So I feel like the Lord is really recalibrating us back to mission. And like I said, more than just like our personal corporate mission statement, but the mission of the church to bring the light of the gospel to the world around us. Our city is meant to change because we're here. Amen? Why don't we stand? Jesus, we love you. <laughs> mm. So grateful, Lord, that you are empowering everything that we're going after. When we, when we want to represent you well, Lord, it's not something that we can even do on our own. We can't do supernatural on our own. Even Jesus said that, that he could not do what he was doing on his own. But, Father, that you're empowering and you're doing the works. God, I thank you that what you've called us to is to be a sign and a wonder to our city and to our region. Or that you've called us to lift up the brokenhearted, that you've called us to bring healing and, and bring freedom to captives, to set people free from their oppression, God. That's what you've called us to do, God. I pray that, Lord, as we begin to step towards the things that you have, that you have made us for in, in this season, that you're directing us toward, God, that you would, that you would fill the things that we're doing, that you would, that you would pour in, God, that you would, you would partner with us in, in our faith. Lord, sometimes we have very little faith, but, Lord, we ask, increase it. Increase our faith, God, and come and do the mighty work that you have always intended in us and through us here in our city, God. Oh, we thank you. We bless your name. Thank you, Father. God, I pray that you would begin to unveil to people, uh, individuals in this room and those who uh, maybe aren't here today too. 
God, the specific things that they're made for, or why the Holy Spirit's on them, what their work is that they're called to, the people that they're called to reach and, and to lift up and to bring healing and transformation to, God. Begin to put that in our hearts. Begin to show us, God, and give us divine strategy to do the impossible. <laughs> Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. Amen. Awesome.